Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather round. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. What? I forgot about my pupils. What about them? That I've, I don't care if they look like pinhole small anymore. Oh, because you got here and you're all like, Man, my pupils are so tiny. And I was like, I think, <laughs> are, are you on drugs? And you're like, no, I'm just having a panic attack. I'm like, okay, well, let's yes. sit down and do an hour long conversation. I had too much caffeine. So, of course, I had to grab <laughs> a new coffee. And then I started having a panic attack because my pupils look so small. <laughs> and then I was I was going to just come in calmly and see if yeah. you said anything about my pupils. But instead, yeah. I that describes my entire like sexual experiences. <laughs> Everything is like I just come in quietly. <laughs> <laughs> and you hope no one notices. Yeah, I hope nobody notices. Then you freak out that it's so small. Oh my god! Let me tell you about who we're about to get in the yeah, sleeping bag. Yeah, I'm so stoked. Today we get to uh, go back in the sleeping bag. We haven't been in there in what a week or two. Yeah, it's it feels so good to get back good in. To snuggle in on a nice hot day here in the summer. And we're gonna find out how while we're in the sleeping bag how to flirt. Uh, first off, I don't think either of us need to learn how to flirt. That's true. But I do think there's some interesting stuff that, Jesus, are you pulling your shirt down to show me your shoulder? My bare shoulder. Oh my God. Okay. Let me tell you about haha dealer's choice for Starbucks. Oh wait, no, no. Jared Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading a Starbucks ad. Oh my God. No, I, I said we will get you a Starbucks drink. Okay. A fancy one too, and he wrote "haha dealer's choice." So okay, I so whatever get, you get, he I got was him drink. a caramel macchiato with almond milk. Oh, that's nice. Jared Lawrence is an international motivational speaker. Wait, wait, can you just can you try to say this where it doesn't seem like you're you're reading? No, it? I won't. Here's my thing. Okay, go ahead. People know that I'm reading, and that's I don't true. care. I'm sick of trying to be conversational on the radio. Okay. I'll, okay. Let then. I mean, just, I love just my job. Start over, I... but try to give it a little bit of a flair. Then I know you're this definitely is how I'm reading, reading it. it. You're definitely reading it, but like maybe flare it up a bit. Jared Lawrence is an international speaker, CEO of Modern Flirting, and author of The Psychology of Modern Flirting. He's a trained therapist. And he's coming to talk to us about some of the techniques that he's helped his clients learn how to flirt, how to have relationships and just how to be cool. I'm really excited about this conversation yes. because like 
I'm going to be completely honest with you. Full disclosure. For once. Right? Feels good. I hate pickup artists. Right. I hate the idea of it. I think it seems creepy and cheesy. I don't like it at all. I, I also and feel so, like you hate the idea of like like systematic, like yeah, this, ha- I do. this is a guaranteed like right. manipulation almost. Right. On anything. Yeah. On anything. It's like, all you have to do is follow these steps and you'll be a winner. It's right. like, no, I won't. Well, no, why, I won't. I, why I chose him as our flirting expert was because I met him at a show and I thought he seemed very authentic, down to earth, not douchey, and also like funny and entertaining with okay. a twist of modern flirting techniques. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to be open-minded because I Please try to do. be with all our guests. So yep. in the meantime, I, I just wanted to preface it with that. Uh, here we go into the sleeping bag with Jared Lawrence. It was pretty. It alarmed us. It was to say quite the least. alarming. I was like, "Okay, shit. What are we? What have we been saying? Where's the FBI van? Because yeah. then there's a there's a Wi-Fi around here that's called FBI van. Of course, it's somebody <laughs> no, stupid. Yeah, it's, no, it's not. Somebody's stupid idea, right? I bet I can find it. Hold on. There's another company they have the, called the Rape Van. It's not what? Really a, oh, I have stories. It's a of company. Other yeah. What, what do they do? do? They teach how to get women and stuff. Yeah. But it's called the rape van? In, as in an inside joke, and they have notches in this white van. Oh, my no God. No one's actually, like, doing raping, at least oh, as far okay. as yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's more like this creepy white van where they, like, they get off and trying to bring girls into it. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. What kind of girl? What If the? someone said there's a puppy inside, I would be like, okay. Well, I think oh the I think God. the trick is being like, oh, here, check out my car. I got a cool system in my car or something. Uh, and they open and they don't call it a van. They just open it up, and it's like a there's like a blanket and shit inside, so it looks more welcoming than it is. But it's still at the outside. It's a white van. It's oh scary. I've watched yeah. too many uh, FBI surveillance van tri band. Wow, <laughs> that's what it's called. I think that's who's coming in onto our, our <laughs> maybe, network. Maybe, maybe. So if you do hear any interference, just know that it is probably a Russian spy. Also, cool. there's another Wi-Fi. Uh, here called the bartenders. So if you hear anybody making a drink, that's it's, all of your ex girlfriends. It's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> They're all outside. The FBI and my ex girlfriend. Bo has a service uh, fetish. We'll talk no, about I don't. it later on. I don't. I don't. Welcome. Thank you. We're so happy to have you. Yeah. You and I became friends when we were on the Great Love Debate together. Yeah. Now, have you done that show before? Uh, two times. You have? Yeah. Okay, cool. Was it? What was your experience this time around compared to like the first time? Pretty much the same. I mean, same. I think the first one was a much smaller audience, and mm-hmm. it was a lot more interactive, I believe. And then last two times, it was more, he was kind of just running the show, and we just spoke up here and there, you know? Yeah. Do you agree? On you. Yeah. Do you agree with our friend Brian that San Diego is the laziest dating city? I don't know if laziest. I mean, I've been around. I, I do international speaking. I've seen it all. I mean, I think San Diego is pretty much you got men and women who are very laid back. Yeah. I don't know if it'd be lazy, but it's very like laid back vibe. Yeah. It's more about just hanging out and we'll see what happens more than a whole like romantic approach. Sure. But I've also seen like Vegas dating of locals and I would take San Diego for that. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, is that even, I feel like, is there even such a thing as Vegas dating or is it just yeah, like it's the not club pretty. scene? Really? <laughs> it's, is it what all is, based on, What yeah. is the biggest thing that stood out for you when you were in Vegas? Before we even get into what the fuck you do, uh, <laughs> what's, what is the thing that stood out in Vegas that was like, this is strange compared to the rest of the country or it, most parts? I guess Vegas, it really just, like, you think, they call New York City the uh, city that never sleeps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vegas never sleeps, and there's always something going on, and yeah. it's always some kind of strange thing or activity. There's always this either next party or there's this 
new new event that you like have to go to and your friends are dragging you to. Yeah. And then it becomes this weird subculture past when the clubs start closing down. And you just never know where you're going to end up, whether it's like in the mountains or you're going to be really? like, oh my God, like it just, it just never ends. So you really have to like separate yourself and just go, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm going yeah. home. Now, what does that mean that there's this mentality of like, there's always something better around the corner for the people that you're dating in the dating world? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's in Vegas, there's a weird hatred for tourists. Yeah. So there's this whole thing like, you know, we don't mingle with them, even though I didn't care. <laughs> but like uh, with, with the local stuff, it was also... You gotta realize the kind of people who live in Vegas, especially like we call, like the strip people. Trip They're people? Oh, strip, strip people. Okay, yeah, the strip yeah. people, right? And it's always like either escorts or strippers or poker players or uh, hosts, club hosts. So there's right. some form of degenerate in one or another, yeah. right? So it's very much like, well, we don't want to deal with the lo- with the uh, tourists, but the locals are also kind of have their own messed up thing going on. Mm-hmm. So it's very weird. Like everybody's kind of just like, we all want to like. Uh, What's the word? They want to like network, but it's very like closed off. Like that's as far as it goes. So it's very, very scary to like, yeah, let's go on a proper date. It's like, what do you want? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like something always, someone wants something from yes, you. It they, has to be, they want the, you in their rape van. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that's San Francisco. But <laughs> I would also think too, Vegas after a while, I could see being burnt out of like, I, I picture it that you kind of have to like do drugs and alcohol. It, it would be Everybody hard knows. to basically do that. And then I also think too, after a few months, I could imagine you get kind of burnt out and like that. You know, even when I leave Vegas after three days, I feel like my eyes are shut and I've lost all my money mm. and you feel kind of seedy. So did you did you struggle with alcohol addiction and drug addiction? <laughs> <laughs> That's your segue. <laughs> and we really care about you. So for the last six months. <laughs> I've been watching NPR and listening to it. Jesus, Mary. I'm so glad you care. No, um, no I was. it was pretty good. When, when you live there, you realize you just go in like little bursts. So you realize, oh. I want to go out tonight so we can party tonight and then it can just chill the rest of the week or there's this really great restaurant I can go to. So I always had like my home base You just because mm-hmm. you live there. Yeah. So you don't have to be under, you're not like a tourist 24-7. The real trap is when your friends come to visit. Uh, yeah. Because you're expected to do all that. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. That's when I'm like, oh my God, kill, like, kill me now. Like I've been, I'm raging with them and it's like enough's enough. I want to go home. Right. <laughs> do you have right. any crazy party LA or Vegas stories that come to mind? If you had to name like, if you're like this happened and then all of a sudden I was like in a trapeze with <laughs> these like deer or something like that. Okay, what are you, what the fuck? I mean, it depends how do you want like strange you want sexual do you want give us a uh, give us one of each can you do strange sexual shit yeah just give strange us and y- sexual yes yes can you do that yeah sure i can combine it <laughs> <laughs> so i'm at a seminar and there's this guy who's teaching like uh, hypnosis and body work and all this kind of stuff and i'm watching him and he was an ex hell's biker mm. uh, oh no uh, hell's, hell's angels, angels. yeah a hell's yep. angels biker and a shaman Oh, wow. So he wow, like, couldn't figure it out, right? He's, he's all over the place, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's doing a seminar with these guys, and he's like, uh, we're going to teach you how to have like orgasmic nirvana or some shit like that, right? Okay. So I'm like, all right, I'm going I'm to watch this. I'm going to see what like you're talking about. Right, right, right. So apparently he gets a girl, a, a female participant, and he's going to teach her how to squirt for the first time. Whoa. Jesus. Yep. And so I'm like, this all right. This is live. This is all live. This is and imp- is she nude? Or yeah. She, okay, so at this point she's just so she's in from the, the crowd. Uh, no, no, she signed up for this or something. Okay. Like, like it's like a, this is like a private session after Holy his talk. Holy fuck! So, so he does a talk, and because I'm in the scene, he invites me to come uh, see what he does for work. He calls it sensual uh, awakening or something like okay. that. Okay. 
So I go and I'm ready to just watch and see this in action. Yeah. And then he's like, oh no, if you're, if you're here, you're participating. And I'm like, I don't know what this means, but me and like seven other guys start uh, washing our hands and scrubbing up to the elbows, kind of like you're getting ready for surgery. Right, okay. <laughs> like, we're like, we're going all clean or whatever. So I'm like, okay, what do I do? You know, it's like, like direct me. And he goes, okay, you're on the leg, you're on the arm, you're on the stomach. And he just gives us, he starts giving us rolls and we have to start massaging her. So there's naked girls lying on the table. And then we have some one girl, one girl, seven dudes, seven dudes. <laughs> oh and, yes, go on. And there's a second. <laughs> this is <laughs> honestly like when, when we when people make a vision board. That's exactly yeah. like you're describing my vision board. <laughs> and then like a buffet after. Like, that oh would my be god. <laughs> yeah. So and then there's a, a second girl who's behind her head and she's tapping on her head. Okay. I don't know what she's doing. I think it's called emotional freedom. Oh, EFT. EFT. Yeah, yeah. I used to do EFT. Like, right. I am worthy. It's okay that no one so loves me. Yeah, yeah. She's, so I don't. I never heard of this before. So <laughs> it's a thing, yeah. she's just tapping, tapping away. This on her other head. woman is in the room and she's yeah. tapping. It her. clears your okay. meridians, basically. Like you're okay. blocked. You're stuck chakras and okay. meridians. I feel like meridians like a Star Wars. I, I, that's midi chlorian. <laughs> but you're so right. You're so right. It's like it clears your midi The nerds have right? come out. Get ready, Meryl. You don't say midi chlorians in this room. You, you just stop my squirting. <laughs> you guys say this now I'm blocked. Like, so you want some more midi chlorians? You just hear. <laughs> so it's so I'm, I'm massaging her leg and I'm watching this, whatever, and she's getting tapped away and her eyes are closed and we're all massaging and there's like lube everywhere. She's just lubed up. And he starts taking his thumb and like pushing it into her, uh, uh, I don't know what this is. Abdomen? Pelvis like, or something? Like, like her lower, yeah, lower, okay. like right, like hip, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. He's pushing it in like that area. Fupa. The fupa. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like growing like, oh, oh, like, like, like almost like it hurts. But he's like, you gotta like, un you gotta release the pressure and oh. all this stuff. And he's like a big, like intimidating dude, you know, older, yeah. but still. And like, like a hell's angel type dude. And then finally he looks at one, thankfully it wasn't me. He looks at the guy right next to me. He's like, all right, you're going in there. And so he has a guy start fingering her <gasps> <laughs> and he's doing it. And he's like directing the guy how to finger her correctly. And he's like, faster, pick up the pace. Don't keep that pace right there. And he's pushing it in. And we're all like, we're mas <laughs> massaging. I'm like, what's like, what the hell is happening? And she's moaning and going all into it. And finally, yeah, she comes out like, like a, like a water balloon is released. Jesus. And then what scared me is she starts crying, like having like a oh mental no. breakdown. Like a real release. Like a real release, but I'm, I think like, oh my God, she's maybe hurt. she's hurt or, or like, like I, I'm not part she of this. She realized that this is not what, she, this is, seems horrible to Yeah, her. like yeah. What, what just happened? She's and like, then, I thought we were going to the Beatles show <laughs> in Vegas. <laughs> but then he says, he says one thing and it turns around like a pancake. She goes, see that, that's the face of the angel right there. And she goes, really? I have the face of the angel? Goes, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> wow. This girl sounds like, <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. That is such a cool story. <laughs> no, so that, that. You want a strange and sexual. I think so. that's awesome. I feel like she released and she, I think she was crying. Did you guys then sit around and talk? Like, where it was like, okay. Now I kind of cleaned up. Wow. <laughs> it was, it wasn't, wow. Honestly, for me at least, and even I talked to the guy who fingered her, and it wasn't <laughs> sexual at all for us. Yeah, it was no, just I, like. Yeah, it seems almost like, like, like mechanical. you said. Like mechanical. Yeah. Or like mechanical very medical almost yep, kind of but i mean she was she got her release was the so she was happy in the, yeah, end, at the end she, she was, was like happy. wow that was an amazing experience yep. whatever and then the guy leading the group was he did he just go well, he's okay. like all right pay me yeah. really <laughs> i guess i mean I, I guess she paid him for it i don't know wow that is a good vegas 
squirting oh, story. Wow. You wanted a strange sexual. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, why don't we introduce this guy? Okay, My okay. goodness, that's how we start? Yes. That's how, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, so we became friends. Like I mentioned before, we were on the Great Love Debate, and you had said that you run a company, have a company, you're mm-hmm. the CEO of a company called Modern Flirting. Yes. And I was so intrigued by that, and I want you to tell us more and about your new book out. Sure. So um, the book came out over... This was something that was 15 years in the process for me to make. I've always wanted to do it. I always had it back in my head. But um, it took just really buckling down and saying, you know what? I'm locking myself in a room for two hours, for two days, uh, where I just... <laughs> two hours. I was like, did you write a book for two in two hours? <laughs> that, that screenplay that you did in 35 minutes oh. was amazing. Yeah. I just popped lots of out at once. But <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, um, David so Mamet funny. over here. Yeah. Jesus. No, two, uh, it was really one week, but it wasn't coming along to one week. So I just said, screw everything else. I locked myself in a room for two days, morning to sleep. I just typed and and banged it out. And that's, for me, that's, I I can't like multitask. So I had a laser focus on it. But um, it was 15 years in the making. Basically, my story is I was a psychology major. Um, I was never good with women. I had like two friends in high school. My prom date um, slept with another guy at the prom. No. Yeah, I had to watch that happen. What? Wait, wait, we need to hear this. Wait, 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 wait. We need two right, hours. I've got like bad story. You go, is this a girl you really liked or was it just okay, kind of so like, I'll, well, I'll, I'll take. I'll start from the beginning. So, yeah. Okay, okay. So, okay. So I'm in high school. I don't, I'm bad with girls. All of high school, middle school, nothing. And then finally, the, like a foreign exchange student comes and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe she doesn't know my rep. Right. So, like, <laughs> she doesn't so speak English. I can trick <laughs> this one. So, no. like, yeah, so I'm like, all right, she's, she might be down. Now, did you also look the same? Because you're a very nice looking man. Or did you like, you're, so you were the same you. It wasn't, yeah, it like, wasn't like, like when I was a kid, I was like super heavy. And so I did have a problem, uh, kind of similar. I didn't get along with anybody in school, but then I kind of grew out of that. I can know? show you some old pictures. I mean, but, but you're I pretty looked, much you. It was pretty much me. It was just, I was just an awkward me, didn't know what to say if I did talk it was like very self-deprecating humor yeah um just wasn't cal- like wasn't didn't have that charisma that you were needing i call it it I yeah didn't have it. that it factor yep. and i, and I gotcha. talk about what it entitles in the book i, I go into depth of what it is mm-hmm. and whatever and what it is i didn't have it then gotcha so i finally find this girl we start we start dating because she doesn't know any better thankfully what country was she from south africa oh okay yeah yeah and um and she was okay she was pretty you know uh, and she didn't believe in sex before marriage. So that means I didn't believe in sex before marriage. <laughs> right. And we dated for like about a year and a half. And then finally, you know, she leaves me, it fizzles out. And then she meets some guy in a uh, college guy. And within two months of dating him, she has sex with him. Oh, so, that's how it always happens. So she leaves virginity. So now I'm stuck and I'm just like, oh my God, all my friends have, you know, done this. And I'm a senior year now. I haven't done yeah. this yet. So, and nobody wants to go to prom with me. This so, is very American pie too. This, it's very, yes. Yeah. This is where I'm kind of getting my information from. So I'm like, I got to go, I got I to gotta get laid in prom. Like, this is where it happened. <laughs> and I go on MySpace and I find a girl who hasn't been on prom yet. So I'm like, do you want to come to mine? Did you, how do, I don't remember how MySpace works. You just type in like, girl who hasn't gone no, to prom and photos come the up? The top eight. He looked like the, the bottom eight. <laughs> it was like friends of friends. Of, and okay, I just found okay. one girl and we talked. I don't remember exactly how it sure, worked. Sure, sure. I know that's the only reason she came. She hasn't been to prom before. And she comes to me with mine, and she knows one of the other girls there. So the whole prom, she's just talking to that girl. I'm like, whatever, I'll just wait till the after party. Sure. Take her to the after party. She starts talking to some other guy, and she ends up sleeping with him in the bathroom. Oh. And I'm watching this go down. I have no idea how to like interfere with this. Oh. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to leave. So now it's college. I'm still like, don't know what I'm doing. But I, I've got American Pie stuff. I'm like, I'll join a fraternity. 
I'll pay for friends and I'll figure out that yeah. way. Yeah. So I join a fraternity. They haze. Can I curse on this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. yes. I love that you just said that. What if we're, what if we're like telling the squirting story, but like, please don't say damn. I, I, did. <laughs> I don't know the rules. So, so I go to, so they haze the shit out of me on the, uh, in this fraternity. And I, by the end, I go, listen, um, I don't think it's working out. Shut up. <laughs> so you like, got dumped by your frat? I got dumped by the frat. I didn't even get to pay them. I'm like, I'll still pay you. are like, yeah, you don't have it. So wow, that's how bad it was. Like, so finally, I said enough's enough. <laughs> like, I just went online. I, I read, uh, you know, read some help books and learned about this subculture of guys who were able to use all these like techniques and things, you know, to get women into bed. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I got to learn some something. And I'm in psychology, so I was like, I'll combine these two things. Wow. And then it was just down the rabbit hole. I went. I went out a lot. I experimented a lot. I read up everything I could on the subject. Yeah. And then I finally started getting good. I started learning some stuff, but it was kind of like, it was like the Sith side of the force. It wasn't like mm. good stuff. It was like, right. More game type. Oh like yeah. The, I was okay, just, yeah. I was just kind we of talking so many, about like, layers uh, of this. some questions. Like, I wonder if the, this guy's ever been into like Neil Strauss and of course, the game. That's how I learned about it. And it, it kind of seems like, I don't know. It just, it seems like trickery in some ways. hundred percent. Right. I, I, so. I've been out with mystery. I've been out with Tal Durden, Sin, uh, with, you know, winged him for like six months, uh, the guy, one of the guys again, the guy whose story who was doing the squirting thing. Wait, wait, so will you say that sentence again? You, so you winged. Okay, wait, say that again. You, Any top guys in this industry I've met or I've winged with or winged. I've, so you're they're a wing wingman, person. Yeah. Okay, anyway, who, who what did you just name? Tall. Uh, Mystery is one of the top guys in the book. Okay. Um, I've met Neil. I haven't been out with him. Uh, the guy who did the squirting thing that Steve Pickus, he was the Hell's Angel type wow. dude. Uh, so I met him in Vegas, Johnny Saporno. Uh, as a consultant, the point is, like all these guys, Sin is in the book, and he's known as the king of content. So this was like back, back in the day when I first started learning this, like first two or three years. Yeah. yeah. And so I was going out because I didn't know any better. I'm still like a little kid. Sure. And I'm sure. going out with like a boa. I'm going out with eyeliner, black nail For polish, real? like oh, David yeah. Dave Navarro. How, how, how much Wait, of that that's amazing that's amazing like how much of that at first is just kind of getting the seal of like rejection over with because for me i feel like a lot of times when they're just kind of getting over that like shyness and everything sure. and then once you kind of it's almost like you're getting desensitized to kind of girls kind of being like no thanks no thanks and then on the 80th one you're like i don't give a fuck anymore and then it, then that turns sure. into like the callus where you really don't care 100 percent. is that kind of like the teachings was it more to expose you to rejection over and over again or was it more to like not even get rejected in the first place well i, I guess both i had to do it twice and the reason is because when i first did it it was never me it was these lines routine i had a mm. 10 hour routine stack when i first started so 10 hours of not me just like random fake stories Playful games, uh, random like uh, become sound bites, like sentence structures. Like what would be one? Um, you're the coolest girl I met, or the weirdest? I really haven't decided yet. Ah. Right. Wow. Or, or just go into like start a story. Um, we could do the cube, which would take at least, you know, it could take a good twenty minutes, where I'm just like getting to know you on some deep level, but it's all just bullshit, psychic, cold reading stuff. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so we would stretch this out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And what it did is it made this like bubble wall, bubble wrap around you where it's like, it's not you getting rejected. It's this line. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. like, it's not so me. don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. If it fails, it's not me. It was whatever this was. Or I didn't perfect it. It's enough. not my it's more like fault. It's re like reading from a sales script where yeah, it's, it's like script. you have the protection of the sales script. Correct. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And then when I started shifting it and realizing, no, I got to do it myself now. Right. That's where it became like, oh God, now it's me again. So I had to go through that again. But luckily I've already kind of went through it. So yeah. it was a weird 
journey, you know, I went through. I'd say where I am now, when I, when I finally got my mentor and he showed me this idea of, I call it social game, where it's not just like, because this goes beyond, this goes beyond the idea of what I first started was trying to pick up women. Sure. And yes, you know, my company is Modern Flirting and it's just and books that college Modern Flirting. But what I tell my guys is, you know, it's this, forget the whole idea of picking up women. From now on, the idea is you're becoming a social influencer. And that's where this techniques led me eventually. Because every guy starts off with that, uh, with the pain point of, all right, I want to be better with women. Sure. So how do I learn to influence this? And how do I become more charismatic and better at it? But then those same skills lead you to help with your networking, with your friendships, sure. with yeah. your business, with every single thing in life. I'm realizing social influence has a huge profound um uh, impact yes, on your life very much so mm-hmm. I, I would say that I and mean, we've talked about this a lot on our show mm-hmm. um but Meryl always says that i'm like a huge flirt yeah and i'm like i don't really good flirter I'm like i don't really feel that way i more feel like like what you just said it's it's almost like in every situation i know how to engage in a charming way i guess and right. I, you know i don't mean to say this about myself i just like i i immediately thought of this time i was at a bar uh, and there was a guy bartender. I have no interest mm-hmm. in men, but like somehow, like I charmed this guy, and he's like, you know what, this one's on us. It's like that kind exactly. of situation is yes. what you're yeah. describing. That in business, in networking with friends, it's like that ability to engage in, in a charming and, in, in my opinion, an authentic way. Yeah, I think so too. And I honestly think too. But when I look back to like the jobs that I've gotten, it's all because of relationships and because I'm almost friends with someone. And so 100%. opportunities happen. Like I think, uh, like you know, six percent or sixty percent because of talent, and like the rest just like friendship. And you know, I think that now it kind of goes make an impact on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always think too, like we all have these little pockets that we're just naturally good at. Like for me, I think just making friends and having new friends is easy. I'm trying to do the same thing with money because I feel like money hasn't been something of ease for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think too, like once you kind of work on it, dating can be something that does just flow or you're not like stuck and scared at scared of. Do you yeah. see that um, a lot of your like the people that you work with have kind of blockages and if, like if it's one thing, it's kind of like a lot like friendships work that kind of it's stuff. Spi- I call it spider webbing. So if you're bad at this one thing, as is that what the hell's web- angel guy showed you? What if like spiders came out of her or something? Yeah. Like, oh. Oh, like we got clipped with cobwebs. <laughs> Sorry. Like but, her dad's pipe or something. Uh, oh, Jesus. Whoops. Another level. <laughs> but um, uh, the, the whole idea of a, the, the spiderweb effect is if you have a what's called like a sticking point, a problem point in one area, that doesn't just stop your one area. That stops all different types of areas mm-hmm. as well. Yes. So if you have a guy who can't um, hold a decent, you know, vibing conversation with a girl, probably struggles with a new friend he meets or probably struggles in, in a, a conversation with a job interview yeah. and all, you know, like these go more than just with the girl. Yeah. I find though, it's a great starting point. It's like the gateway drug, uh, getting better with women because every guy has that need or desire. And then once they conquer that, they realize, Oh my God, the skill set I learned just for the point of women has so much more, sure. um, you know, impact and has so much more, uh, things that it can help me with in life versus just that. So I, you know, when I'm when I'm teaching them all this kind of stuff, it, I'm teaching them identity change. I teach, I have them read like psycho cybernetics. Um, I'm having them read uh, what's like that? Moment, psycho cybernetics. What's that? It's basically your way of shifting your identity from from what it is now to where you want it to be. Hmm. It's, it's becoming your ideal self. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's I almost feel like that when people are. Um, like I like being self-deprecating, but then when they're like, people are writing like amateur photographer, not that great at music, but I try. I'm like, okay, then you're stating that that's what you are. You yeah. know, I always am 100%. a big believer of that. 
Um, okay, wait, I want to jump back really quickly sure, to the question. Sure, okay, sure. so in the game stuff, like that kind of way of dating and, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever you call it, picking up girls, what would happen? So say if you're with a girl and you say you're either cool or weird, I'm not quite sure, and then she's like, ha, 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 and then she says, yes, I want to sleep with you. Is that kind of realm of thinking then uh, in the mode of, like, I'm not going to have a, a relationship, or is it like you do sleep together, and then what would, like, that type of mindset say the next day, or, like, you don't call her? Or- I'd say it depends where the guy is in his journey. And there's three levels to it I've seen when guys, when they're doing, when they're going out and they're meeting women. The first one is just getting over social awkwardness. They just want to, like, know how, like, I've had guys who never held a girl's hand before. Aw. You know, exactly. That's like, so sweet. So I think that's very sweet. Without, without roof and all. <laughs> without roof and all. Her head as it's dead. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. That's a horrible joke. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> so, like, we get the, I got virgins. I got guys who haven't held, never kissed a girl, never. Sure. So, we're just trying to get them over the social awkwardness phase. Mm-hmm. Once they can do that, now they're meeting women. Now you're talking about guys who are just sexually repressed, never been out that much. So, now they're going to go through what I call the man whore phase which is they're going to go and they're going to meet tons of women and they're probably going to have sex with a bunch of different women because they've just learned this like new toy. They're going right. to run through some hood rats. Yeah. That's but, what they call it. And but here's the thing. You, it's not like it's, uh, they're not using, at least the way I'm teaching it, is they're not using deception like we did back in the day. Yeah. It's, um, they're being upfront. Like my morals goes down to never lie. Yeah. They're, ne- they're, they're never lying. They're never leading her on. And more often than not, g- the girls are okay with it too as long as it, you set expectations. And that's the cool, that's the idea that they're doing behind that phase is it's never more than what is portrayed to be. See, and that's wonderful. And I feel like that's so much of the problem with dating is that no one understands where the other person is, like whether yeah, they want to sure. date other people or whether they think they're exclusive. And it's like that you, weird You time. know, I probably have said this before, but my dad told me this thing and he didn't live up to it at all, but he had great advice. It was uh, when you're talking to him, just tell the woman the truth. He's like, yeah. this is a great, great advice. But the way he said it was like, just tell him uh, you're looking for one hell of a time with one hell of a woman. Do they want to be that woman? That's what he told me, right? And I was like, oh my God, dad, you sound like you're just archaic, right? <laughs> yeah. But the message is right. It's yeah. like, just be honest with them and tell them like, I'm actually just looking for this, not a relationship. Or I'm looking for a relationship and not this. Just say, this is what I'm looking for. Are you down to do that? If right. they say, if you're like, I just want to fuck someone tonight, and they say, I do too, and you agree on that, then what's the what's the harm? Yes. But it's the problem when you go, I want to be in a relationship, but what you really mean is like, I just want to fuck you tonight. You yeah, know? And, also and you're sending the wrong message. There's also like subcommunications you can do. So if you're doing things that are, like I tell my guys as well, like if you're coming up on a date and you're giving her flowers and you're taking her like a nice steak dinner and you're doing all this like... yeah boyfriendy stuff mm-hmm. she's gonna have that idea of like this is what's happening yeah but if you're like oh yeah let's just go hang out and we're gonna do a group thing we're going to a party and then we'll just go to a bar we're gonna do whatever yeah. it, you kind of tell them telling the message like this is what it is also like if you're hitting her up every day and calling her every day versus yeah. you're texting her what you know once or twice a week you're still showing like okay some communicating one is like boyfriendy the other is just hanging out having fun right so it, you i want them to like know very straight up with a girl where the kind of relationship is versus leading her on in any way. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like it's underestimated how okay with things most women would be. And I oh, think yeah. that's what like with all, what I always talk about with all my like girlfriends that are still dating is that's what makes women crazy is like hear or quote, you know, crazy is hearing one thing and seeing the actions of another. And a lot of time women are the ones who just want that. Yeah. I've seen where guys were like they're trying to hit like, hey, let's go on a date or something. They're like, oh no, no, no. We're, I'm I'm down to like have fun and but I'm not looking to date anybody. Right. I feel like women right. can really adapt to what the situation is. We just need to know. And yes. I think a lot of times we're hearing like th- they're afraid to hurt our feelings, but really that's what makes people crazy is like, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the opposite end of things. Yeah. 
But then after the guy goes through his, the man whore phase, then they usually want to have a relationship. And then the idea is, well, now I ask them a question they never get asked, which is, well, what kind of relationship do you want? Mm. And then they go, oh, I, I don't know. I have, I have options. I'm like, of course you have options. You can have whatever kind you want. So that goes to a whole nother realm of thinking for them where they go, you know what? Let me go out and find the right girl for me with the kind of relationship that I want to have. And this gets us to modern times of what a relationship you know, can be these days. Sure. It is crazy to think how easy that sounds mm-hmm. and how hard it is, right? Yeah. Like you can have whatever relationship you want. Yeah. You just have to find that person. And that's the fucking hard part, I think, because a lot of people are deceiving in what they say they're offering and what they're actually offering, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I've found in a lot of relationships is like, well, what I was looking for is someone to just fucking be cool. Just right. be fucking cool, man. Have a hell of a don't, time. Yeah, just don't be dramatic. Have one <laughs> hell of a time. With one of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's hard to find sometimes. Do you feel that or am I, is it my personal I, I mean, well, step one, it's a little bit different for me because I've developed a lifestyle where I'm surrounded by women 24-7. Like, I just can go out and have meet a million of them, right? And that comes from a place of abundance. So I never mm-hmm. have to waste time on one if I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I, I encourage guys to have. And you can only do that through social circle. You don't do that by just meeting girl after girl at a bar. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like, if, if we look at it like as a business, uh, the whole meeting of girl in a bar is kind of like door-to-door sales. Ah, interesting. Right? Versus yeah. a social circle where you keeps expanding and growing. Like we're hanging out, bring your friend. Oh, cool. Nice to meet you. So now yeah. you have passive income <laughs> or passive yeah. women coming in, right? Mm. Um, one guy coined a funny phrase. Was it? No, it's like passive pussy. Oh passive my income. gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like it. I like it. I'm <laughs> I'm investing in like rental properties. Do. I think that's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm going to grow this business, make it passive, right? So, um, I'm flipping dicks. Yeah, like <laughs> passive dicks. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that's the kind of lifestyle where I want guys just, you know, you don't, you don't have to go out to meet them anymore. It's just in your lifestyle of who you know and the, whatever the scene is, whether you're into daytime beach parties, whether you're into the, the nightlife scene, whatever it is, you can make a social circle surrounding that. But you can't do it until you've learned what's in my book, the the 15 uh, traction ladder steps. When you can do that, then you can move on to social circle, build that up. So with me in particular, I like to try to have a lifestyle where there's abundance of options, one. Yep. And then it comes down to screening and framing. Oh. So every girl I meet, it's kind of you're screening through them and going, okay, what is she about? Is she, what is she open-minded with? Um, does she hit these points that I'd be looking for? And then framing is, how do we talk about in a way where she can see my perspective and where I can see her perspective and see if they, what's called frame alignment. That's true because a lot of people want to get married like next week and no matter what even. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that is good when both parties are truthful about what they want because then you can really see if it's like, oh, okay, this will be a fun short term short term or like, no, there's no chance of anything. Exactly. Interesting. That's the screening. So they meet if they get past the screening phase, then it goes to the framing phase of, okay, so you, you have everything I want. You're open minded in the ways I'm looking for. Now let's actually figure out if our. Uh, perceptions of what an ideal relationship is can actually come together. Yeah, and you, and there's going to be some compromise. You might have to like, okay, this is not totally against what I want, or it's not totally what I do want, but I, I'm cool with it. So mm-hmm. I'll allow, you know, I'll okay with that, and she's okay with this, and you kind of just figure it out. In your uh, experience, has there been one thing that's shined the brightest as far as like when you got to a certain place like that that completely turned them away? Is there something that was like, oh, this is always seems to be a thing that comes up? Like, what what turns them away the most in relationship? Right, right, right. Any kind of lying or sneaking around or any type. Women would, honestly, I think 
women don't care much the cheating aspect of of the physical. I think it's more like the lying that is associated with. Yeah, like, this was behind my back. And this was, you know, versus the actual act itself. And yeah. like the denying of gut the, instinct. I was, I had a relationship like that where I knew that they were like texting and constantly talking to someone else and yeah. it was making me crazy because mm-hmm. I felt it, but I was getting like denied and everything it's, like that where I would, you could just come out and say, yeah, I, I like love someone else now and I would have gotten over with it within like four days. Yeah. It's, it's deception. <laughs> if they yeah. feel yeah. deception, that's going to kill it the most. They need to know, especially if they're trying something new with you. If you're trying a relationship that goes against the norm, yeah. and then they still feel there's some kind of deception there, like sure. they're driving them crazy, they'll go away. And what kind of like what surprises you about what men say that they want? Like, do you keep on? Do you hear a certain type of relationship that men seem like they want? I mean, in the beginning, it's always it's the same stuff you'd imagine, like the Playboy lifestyle. Like, oh, I want to date like five different girls at the same mm-hmm. time, and I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> like I've I've tried that. It's, it's not fun. Like a lot of people guys think that like it'd be so amazing on the sexual stuff. Like no, it's like just five times a nagging. Yeah, yeah. like that's what you're yeah. getting. All, only people who have never done that say that. Exactly, that's the truth. Because I know that yeah. I definitely went through a phase where I dated probably three or so girls at the same time, and I was like, I'm confused because not not confused about this, but like in every conversation with them, I'm like. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, you said your mom was into that. And then they'd be like, no, I didn't. No, I, didn't. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, fuck. I know yeah, I who did say that now. And, and even if we don't me- all know each other, we're all going to sync up on the same period. Yeah. So then oh, you have like geez. five oh. the cramps all at once. It's just, it's then- a lot to handle. I just found in my life, like, I, I don't want to juggle that. Well, I, the thing personally. the logistics of this, because the most I've done was I've dated five girls at a time. I think three was kind of the magic number, but even that I'm not into anymore. But five was the most. And at that point, just logistically, if you're hanging out with one a week, yeah, that's, that's a lot of money and dates and food and all the exactly. good stuff. Yeah, yep. and then they're like, "Well, I want more time because you're having." F- it's like there's just not enough times in the day, and then you're gonna work on your business. You're gonna be hanging out with sure. your friends. It's impossible. Yeah, you're going so Everything much. in my life went to shit when I was dating like that. It really did. Mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't be good at business. I couldn't be good at art. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. It was just too impossible. Just too much. Because it was like constantly. Because you're not just showing up from seven to nine or 11 on Tuesday with this person. Yeah. You're texting them. Hey, how's it going? Hey, just thinking about you. Blah, blah, blah. It's so much. Or you're with one and others are yeah. texting you. Yeah. And she's yeah. Like, I don't want to see I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be deceiving you. So it's, it becomes yeah. a whole thing. Okay. Yeah. You posted something of a day or so ago and I want to ask you, is okay. it like a, not a trick, but is it like practice or something like that? Okay. So you wrote and said, um, like I can't, it was very, it was very nice. It was like, I can't be somewhere, but I have a table and bottle service at this club. Ladies, right. like, if you want to go, just hit me up. Is that like, uh, not a tactic, but uh, for you, it's probably true because you do live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But is that something that you would like tell your guys of like, um, kind of almost like the scarcity tactic of like, I can't be there or I'm only going to be somewhere for 10 minutes. Oh, no. I mean, the, the, I, I love how deeply you're looking into it. The, the real story of all this. This is how I flirt. I'm like, okay, at 3.07 p.m. you were at In-N-Out Burger throwing away your trash. The, 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 real story, the, the real story of that was I was just beat up from July 4th and all that. Mm. And I just wanted to stay in. But my friend is like, come on, I have a table and she's a, she's a host. At I think Oxford, I think was the was okay. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Or or maybe so I have different friends either either at Park or Oxford, but they're hitting me up saying, "Hey, can you bring out girls, whatever?" Right. And I'm like, I'm not going out. I'm dead. But I'll but do what I'll I can. But I'll help. Yeah, I'll help you out and show some people your way. Okay. Because yeah. Because when you start befriending people, and I love maybe there's a cool dating thing on that, but that was more like me helping out a friend. Okay. Because yeah. I've always been like attracted in theory, probably like the 
psychological definition of attracted to like not not available which is scarcity such a, it is so annoying that i feel like i'll always you know if i have a crush on someone it will be like the one person that doesn't message me or the one person that doesn't show up for the birthday <laughs> oh, yeah. or something which is so weird because i don't come from like a broken dad or I don't anything you think but that's ego though don't you think that some of that is just a, your ego feeling like yeah why don't they like me i'm going to get them to like me kind of thing yes very much so yeah i absolutely think so like i thought even like one person that I loved like forever and ever like it was the one person that just like wouldn't wish me a happy birthday or wouldn't <laughs> yeah and it was and they would just do enough to like just do enough but it mm-hmm. this went on for like almost 10 years but what I was going to say is do you think this the old tricks of kind of even like when you're in a conversation like angling yourself away like yes. how much do those subconscious things really work a hundred percent really oh my god yeah so so what are some of those what are some of I those? can tell you some stuff I do where like I'm building attraction with a girl where I'm not even, t- I'd be talking to you yeah. to like to a guy or to another girl. And then I'm, what I'm saying to person A is actually for person B's benefit. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wait, how? <laughs> tell us, tell us some of these things. I like it. Um, okay. So, okay, so say uh, if you're like at a party and you have a crush on someone. Yeah. So, I, so the first step, I mean, this is goes, this gets hard to break down, but so the first, the first key things I'm always doing is I'm eliciting a person's values and displaying attributes for those values. So, Let's let's break down what that means. Let's say I elicit your values, and I I find out you just are gaga over uh, animals. Yes, and that shelf. he knows that. Okay, so you love the show, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm talking to your friend over here. Yeah, not even paying attention to you, and I'm talking to you about how I just feel like I want to do more. That's why you know I went to the zoo recently, and I'm starting to do don- uh, uh, already. I'd be like, excuse me, the zoo. Like, and yeah. that's what I'm. <laughs> and I have I have no chill. So and I'd that's be- what I'm that's what I'm paying for. So I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be donating to the zoo more. I don't know if you're doing any kind of philanthropy, but like I really sure. want to help animals more, and I'm saying this more for your benefit because I know you're listening. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So that's, I'm, I've elicited your values and I'm displaying an attribute that goes along with your values. And the core thing also what I'm trying to do is uh, the way to build attraction is through investment. Everybody thinks it's like, look cool and all the, everybody has different answers for it. And I go into this in the book, uh, what most people's answers are. But in reality, what it comes down to is the more a person invests in the other person, yeah. the more attracted they now become. Now you can be lustful, you can be intrigued, you can be interested, you can be all these other things, but real attraction of I have... I, I need this person in my life more mm-hmm. comes down to how much they invest. Hmm. So if I'm saying that to him and then you're just like, excuse me, come, you're putting an effort now in the interaction, which means you're investing now. Okay. And that's going to help build more attraction. Oh my gosh. Then what's the difference between like investing and kind of that, that push and pull of like scarcity? Well, using scarcity to push you away is baiting you to invest more, whether it's mental investment, emotional investment, time investment, effort investment, social investment, monetary investment, physical investment. I, oh, I can go off. It's a lot of investment. <laughs> I can't invest. I can just can't. <laughs> <laughs> Bo is like, he's not scarce for like a tactic. He's just scarce in real life. Because that is so funny. Because I feel like you, in like a like a work partner kind of way, like you don't even text back. Like, well, I, don't you think that's exactly what you're saying is like that age old, like is every time you get a partner, a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden everyone comes out of the woodwork. They oh, all yeah. want you, right? And oh, it's because yeah. of that exact idea. It's like, you're not really available and it's clear. Mm-hmm. Not that you go around going like I've got a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but like your actions are more like authentic in a conversation, not trying to do something. And so then everyone's like, "Wait, why doesn't this person want me?" Like I, call, I just call it the abundance mentality. Mm-hmm. When you have an abundance of options, you're not putting, you're not trying so hard with one, yeah. and everybody kind of notices. Why are you not trying so hard with me? Or if if you you don't we don't work, okay, he's, he or she is off doing whatever else, and they're gonna leave me behind. 
Oh and when I gosh. see that, it's, it's like, I want to grab that. It's yeah. interesting because as I, I'm like thinking very quickly about all of that time of my life where I was dating and thinking like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was totally sending this message or that. But I remember one girl specifically said to me, she goes, uh, I can tell when someone's into me and I can tell you're not into me. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> but like, what? really, I was like, wow, you totally called me out and like on my bullshit. And it was just that we just didn't click. We just didn't click. I mean, she was an attractive person, but I, I could, I was just like, well, keep it around. But like, I was kind of, oh, yeah. but she like called lackluster. me on the shit. She's probably listening to your shit. <laughs> and then yeah, that's a good point. Like how much of that. So basically you still have to show that you're interested, but not show that you're like overly interested. Mm-hmm. Or are you kind of, when you say like the no lies or whatever, are you in favor of someone just being like, look, I am so into you, like kind of like putting all your cards on the table or is that no. kind of, no, you, <laughs> you teach us no. Oh, like, the they, truth. They, no. I mean, the, what you're talking about is a concept called radical honesty. Uh-huh. And no, that's, that's, oh, no. that's too much. Think of it like you're playing poker, right? It, that, that's the equivalent of just going all in every single hand. Yeah. Like, that's not a real strategy. You could try and hope for the best and, you know, sparks can fly if you do that. But that's not the most optimal strategy to keep meeting people because too many other people have their guards up. I call it everyone, when you first meet someone, everyone has their social mask. Yeah. And there's a process, the 15 steps of attraction that I go through, this, the ladder, um, that helps take away that mask. People always want to, people talk about being authentic and genuine and showing the real self and be yourself and all this stuff, which is great advice for when the other person's ready for that. Mm-hmm. All right. When people have their social mask, like, the, the made-up girl who's got all her makeup on, her number one dress out, her hair extensions, her eyelashes on. She's in the VIP ropes of the most popular club with the top by the DJ booth. And this little, like, nice guy comes up, tries to talk to her and being authentic. She doesn't have time for that shit. Right. Like, that's not her. But then take that same girl and she's at Whole Foods and just chilling. Or she's just hanging out with some friends and, and meets him through a friend. Totally different. So... You've got to break down those social masks to where they will appreciate the real you, where they'll appreciate authenticity. Because you, authenticity also just means basically doing what you want to do at the time you want to do it. So if you tell a guy, you're like, look, go up to that girl and truly be authentic. It's like what a Louis C.K. joke. He's just going to be like, oh, I just want to fuck your tits. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, what, yeah, like yeah. that's all I'm thinking right now. You yeah. know, like, that's not a good <laughs> time to be that authentic. I don't want to do radical honesty. I want to know what's the appropriate approach to things right like <laughs> i just think my ideal party would be where someone said that and then turned to the other person and talked about the zoo without, <laughs> <laughs> and that would be like, like i just want to fuck your tits so I'm, then, I'm, gonna, so I'm, I'm, I'm really <laughs> invested in animals right now yeah. and honestly if i had to name like one thing that would be good are you married i am you are yeah are you actively are you, are you in a, can i ask you i have an you, open relationship okay yeah. oh my gosh wait this is so interesting <laughs> yeah. okay wait tell us was it always open um in the beginning no and then there were problems because of it because we were doing the whole the whole monogamous system. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of just realized she was like, you know what? I don't want to be out with you in a club. I don't want to stop you from going and doing what you're doing. And I was also told her like, look, I'm okay with you. It just became a whole talk that we had because there was some conflict. Uh-huh. Right. So and you're then, starting to have maybe some problems and you're like, we don't want to get, we, we love each other, but right. we're looking for love something Love is a feeling. Different. Monogamy is a choice. Yeah. I look at monogamy as like being a vegan. You know, yeah. it's like it's you, awful. No, I'm just <laughs> You're missing a lot of meat. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You could do it, but but being a vegan doesn't mean you stop liking the smell of steak, right? right. And it's just it's it's you're you're putting that option up there, and we just realized, you know what? If we just got rid of that rule and we just made our own rules, our, a system that works for us, and that's how it just came to be. It must be interesting though to get into a relationship when your career is this, 
right? Yeah. Then your lifestyle profession is is actually the art of essentially flirting, picking up, or you know. I'll tell you straight up, every single girl I date, at some point, they're always gonna ask me the same question: like, am I an experiment? Right, um, right. Are you running some stuff right now? And I'm like, no, I've 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 done run all the experiments. Yeah. And I gotta write down subject number fifty eight. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you guys put like parameters on emotional boundaries, like that kind of stuff? Because that's what I would get kind confused of. with. Is like if if my boyfriend and I were to kind of like open up our relationship, I feel like it would just be a matter of time before one of us gets like very involved with the other with someone else that we were dating well that could be a rule it'd be like you're not allowed to see another person twice really okay I mean, it's, it's whatever yeah. you want yeah i that, get that so the cool thing is you get to figure out what you're cool with what you're not and then you get to have fun with it be like all right so if you or if you want to see more than once you got to introduce him to me i gotta know who she is or yeah maybe i'm into her maybe there's it's, so, it's literally whatever you guys want mm-hmm. how long have you been uh in an open relationship uh six years okay that's great uh six years can you tell us what works for you and your parameters? Is that something you're sure. able to discuss? So, yeah, I can discuss anything. And again, I've had multiple different types of relationships. This is just the one that's worked the longest. Okay. But um, I, had, I had one where the, the rules were I can only get with a girl if I was with my girlfriend at the time. So mm. we go up, we meet girls together. Together, yeah. yeah. And she was into it too. But she was like, you you get with girls only if I'm there and I'm around it. Gotcha. This one that I'm with right now, she's... And this is your wife, my right? Wife. This is your, no, no, no. This, that was another girl. It was into oh, other girls. Okay, okay. But my my wife's not by she's not into other girls. Right. But she just likes the idea of I can go out, do whatever, but then I'm coming back home to her. That's is it. she that's, yeah. is she herself in an open like yeah. a, like is she out with other men? Um she's not, but she could be if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I found like for from the guy's point of view, if it's just it's just different. Like like she could, I guess, technically, but it's not her lifestyle. Okay. You know, and, and it's one of those things where it's like nice to know, like you have the option, but you have no need to do it. Okay. That's another thing. It's, it just makes it like when, like you said, when you when you're told you can't do something, you just want to do it more. Yes. When you realize you can do it, it's like okay, well, I mean, I mean, I think the most she's done is gone on a date or two. Like yeah, that's but about just it. was kind of not into it completely. Meanwhile, you uh, in the relationship are committed to her, but also interested in other women. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's every guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think any guy is like, I'm committed to my wife, but I'm not into any other women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But you are, are you able to like, um, not come home at nights? Like, do you, or do you find yourself, are there nights where you just like, don't come home and you're in No, I'll, bed? I'm, I'll always come. The worst I would say is like, I fall asleep and then I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, I want to go back home. Like, really? you know? yeah. right. I think that's the worst, you know, case scenario. But at the end of the day, it's still... Yeah, like I'm coming back home to her. Oh my gosh! And how quickly do you disclose to the to the new women? Like, hey, I have a wife. It depends. I mean, it's it's. I don't hide it, but mm-hmm. I'm not like sharing it right off the bat. So I remember right. like one girl who I'm best friends with now. She um, we went on one date, and she also has a you know kid. Whatever. Usually, honestly, I think it's like that. Like if I find a girl who has a kid, I'm like I'm gonna tell you straight up. Yeah. I don't want to lead you. I really don't want to lead her on. Sure. Right. So, you know, she's a kid. And I told her, you know, not monogamous. And I got the situation. And she goes, oh, my God. And she was like, flipped out on me. But I'm like, hey, we went on one date. I've told you now. I didn't let it go anywhere else. Yeah. And now we're like best friends. Um, that fuck. No, <laughs> just no, kidding. No. Just kidding. But then another one was like, okay, cool. I was like, like, I'm glad you told me. But I told you the situation. It's, it's an open relationship. And she was fine. She was fine with it. See, and it's like, it a, was, as long hmm. as we know, then, then we can do information. Which Some are okay. Some are not. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you have a true abundance of it, it doesn't matter. You know? Right. So, 
And then what would you ever uh, like? So say if your wife wanted to do something like to go to the movies or something and you have something else scheduled, is it kind of like your wife gets the highest rank of like any activities or it's like I'd say just... first come first serve or it depends on the moment. Like I'm not going to book something on a on an anniversary or she's like, I really <laughs> or she's like, you know, like it's like it, it depends. If, if so I've been amazing. planning for two weeks to go to some uh, big event with my friends. And then she decided that day, she's like, I want to go here. I'm like, no, I've been planning this out for the whole time. Sure. But also, if, she, if it's really just my schedule. I That's just book up on my schedule and she knows it. This must be the part where when people find out that you are in an open relationship, that everyone just like wigs out. Like, how do you make it work? How, how, how? I because have the same thing with monogamous relationships. How the hell really? do you make that? Yeah, of ah. course. Delusion. Yeah. The thing about this. <laughs> That's how we make it work. Delusion really and boredom. Yeah, a lot of addictive substances. <laughs> well, I can I could try and do monogamy again if, 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 if for every reason it didn't work out with my wife here and I found a new girl. Like, I could potentially try but again it's like saying how do you make eating anything work versus how do you make being yeah. a vegan work you yeah. know it's it's you're it's putting more rules on things yeah it's it's i mean half of, think about this imagine if you're in an open relationship okay wait hold on let me imagine <laughs> i'm just kidding now think about what the hell do you fight about yeah no i don't know <laughs> the only thing i would i just don't know if i'm just too like jealous and and weirdly possessive I, like I may be one of those annoying people where I can't imagine my boyfriend like um like I feel like I always say it annoyingly and uh well maybe that that's what you need to work on yeah. maybe you need to work on yourself so that you can be more open to something well, like I think there's always like jealousy you know? I could do it right. like I say you can do it I say this 22 times you start a week tapping your head. no I mean like <laughs> I could do it like in my oh mind, yeah you always say yeah it. You I could. always say I would be able to because I still think I could still have my boyfriend is like an anchor of like, okay, yeah. he's not going anywhere. But I also think too, I'd be good at like dating a married couple or something like that. Cause mm -hmm. it's like that's that abundance where you don't need to like mm -hmm. cling to something. But I don't know if I could, like if he didn't come home one night, I feel like I'd wig out. That's the rules though. Yeah. That's where you have to, instead of thinking, instead of thinking like monogamous, not monogamous, think of it like a spectrum of I'm okay with up to here yeah. or not here. And you have to clearly define what those rules are. Maybe you're like, I don't want you going on dates, but if you have a drunken night out with some girl, then whatever. You know, yeah. or it's like you can go up to kissing and fooling around, but no sex. Or yeah. it's, it's, it's literally, do you, you think, make whatever you want. Do you think if, if STDs didn't exist, there would be way more open relationships? I mean, that was the sixties. Yeah. I'm guessing, yeah. but it seems like it would. Right. Right. I always think like, why? Like, otherwise there's nothing holding you back. Cause like, the, I think the fear is like, Pregnancy. I'm going to get an yeah. STD or get this person pregnant and then. I'll be found out or you know, yeah. you know it'll, yeah. be, it'll make it worse and blah 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 no you're not doing that and mine is almost I feel like I stay like kind of loyal and monogamous monogamous for almost emotional reasons mm -hmm. like I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't even think about STDs mine's more like yeah um, like the singular commitment in, mm -hmm. in theory you know what I mean almost like just the construct of it well that's the sort of conditioning at work right there I mean every relationship you've heard of where it's true romance true you know Prince Charming all this stuff it's one girl one woman and yeah. that's it and, and that's what we're taught but the idea of um, marriage for love, I, you know, ideal of like monogamy uh -huh, and marriage for love, yeah. that's only been around since the 1700s. Before that, the whole reason for monogamy was to get in-laws. So mm -hmm. it's like, I give you my son, you give me your daughter, and we put them together, and now they have to stay together for alignment of the houses. Sure. Right. Before that, if you go back to like biblical time, like Abraham and Isaac, and what, they had multiple wives and shit. Like they didn't care. Yeah. It, was, it was always, um, it, it, you know, guys had harems back, back before marriage was for alignment, right? And just the way we're wired as well, if you look at the animal kingdom, we're closest to chimpanzees and bonobos. And a bono just in terms of uh, genetics, right? Are bonobos the one with the butts? 
the big red butts. I mean, just so the you know, they all butt. have butts. But there's one that ha- oh wait, what are, there's a kind there's one kind I hate that has like the big red butts. That might be the chimp. Yeah. I oh, I just want to spank that. In, like, a, <laughs> in an, it's, Always got a rash. <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying. This is big red. Oh, a baboon. I think. Baboon. Big, yeah, yeah, I hate their baboon. big booties. <laughs> But Sorry. we're we're closest to the bonobo monkey and bonobos they fuck to say hello they fuck to say goodbye they fuck to, on on a dime really oh they don't give a shit I dated a girl like that it's not <laughs> it's not fun to date bonobo? a bonobo no. <laughs> you are a straight up bonobo <laughs> but I feel like maybe you could have an open relationship ah I'll just leave the silence there <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting I'd say it's, instead of saying open close whatever just what kind of relationship would be the most fun. Yeah. I also I also think that we you're totally right on this idea of like these are old ideals. They're a lot of times Christian ideals and then mm-hmm. suddenly we all have to get in line with them. But it's like there is a spectrum of relationships. The way you run your relationship, Meryl, is very different than the way I run mine. Mm-hmm. And I run this relationship. Yeah, I'll I run just mine tell you too. That yeah. right I run that no, shit. No, no, no. Uh, but it's just like there's a spectrum of like what we have decided is going to be our relationship. And I don't think there's anything wrong with you deciding that that's the way you're going to run it. Well, even in monogamy, there's spectrums. So I know girlfriends who are like, they won't allow their boyfriends to watch porn. I know, I think oh, that's so fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah. Okay, but n- if you are that to- person <laughs> listening right now, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But why? How is that not cheating? I, it's not cheating. There's no physical, like, okay, I don't know. There's no so, emotional. So you, so is there? Is there an emotional? Well, what's cheat? your definition of cheating? Is it emotional? Is it physical? I mean, I guess it's a little bit of both. Okay, so what about me. a sex doll? Let me make sure. Ooh, a sex doll. A sex doll? Is that I mean, cheating? That's hot, I think. No, I don't think a sex doll is cheating. But that's physical. What about a bonobo? But I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, if, like, I don't, I would totally am okay with my girlfriend having a vibrator or whatever, whatever tool that they want, uh, both when I'm there and when I'm not there. That's okay. But if that tool has an emotional... Well, so what if there's no emotion, but she got with a guy just for the physical aspect, just like a vibrator, but just no emotion? You know, maybe I'm not against it. Maybe I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm on hundred percent because I don't want to be that old fashioned, closed minded person. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to have new ideas come into it. And I'm really just I know she listens. So I'm going to put this out there. Let's try it. Let's <laughs> just do it. I thought you were going to say, I know she listens. I really respect you. <laughs> One thing that I think like uh, we're progressive on and it sounds like you are, too, is mm-hmm. I'm always surprised at the amount of women that are so, so surprised for me and my boyfriend that he has a lot of like like girlfriends like his two best friends are girls yeah, sure. and I basically send them out if I don't want to go to like a Padres game or concerts or anything like I send them out on like surrogate dates so we call them his like surrogate girlfriends and okay. you know like I trust him like there's like as far as I trust and everything there's nothing going on there maybe. that's I think the key thing is whatever you want you have to trust another person and I yeah. do there's no deception so normally true. I would it would be it's very hard for me to trust because I'd be like I don't know but he like I really, really trust him. But I also think, too, like I have guy friends, you know, where like Bo and I will go spend the whole day together. And it's almost like I need for my own happiness. I need these like relationships with males that are important. Me and they too. don't have to be. Sexual, I always but- found that. Yeah. Any girl that uh, like all of the relationships that I had that were like really bad, like always came down to like they were just jealous, uncool with any other woman being around. It's like, yeah, well, I can't be in this thing with you. Now it, now imagine that to the nth degree where a girl's cool with you doing being you whatever, but she's just there for you in a loving, supportive way, but mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want. Sounds like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's the exact opposite. The, the farther we get away from possessiveness and yeah. all that, you know, it's, I mean, I like to say I'm not jealous, but I'm very protective. 
Yeah. Like yeah. that's the idea. Like if if my See, I'm the opposite. I'm almost possessive <laughs> and not or, or not protective. Each your own. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, if 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 I'm with a girl, if I'm dating a girl and we're not monogamous, because if we're monogamous, then fuck it. If you're if I'm following the rules, you're following the rules. Like it's like right. if I'm being a vegan, you're being a vegan. That's with what me. I always tell my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm like the, the most bumming thing w- about f- hearing that he cheated would be like I'm shorting myself too. Yeah. Like, like what yeah. the hell? I've been so good yes. for years. You've I feel cheating. that way too. I'm like all the conferences that I went on and where I like just nicely went back to my room and you know mm-hmm. that's sure. that's what I always tell him is like and and I want to clear like i'm not anti-monogamy at all i'm, mm-hmm. I'm on it because people think I, I start talking about this stuff and you're like oh so you just hate traditional relationships I'm like no no yeah. i just want to make sure that's what you and your partner want i'm pro relationship choice i'm not anti-monogamy i've had great relationships where, that were monogamous but now it's kind of like i j- just like within monogamy there's different rules of like is porn okay yeah is it not okay like there's different spectrums sure i've just stopped sa- thinking open closed monogamous non-monogamous i just realized well, let's figure out the re- best relationship that works for me and for you. And if you love somebody and you care about them and they care about you, then you just have to have that talk and learn our own unique relationship. I, I like to form unique relationships with each girl I, I'm with. Yeah, and I I do respect that. I think that there's a part of um, this idea just from the outside, this kind of pickup artist, which is not what you're calling yourself. I was back in the day, and yeah. now I, I, I like to call myself a social influencer. So that idea of pickup artist that is so popular and was so popular, especially in the 80s and, mm. you know, uh, is kind of a turnoff to a lot of people. It just yeah. seems like you're... Like the three-day so, rule or the rules, right, I feel right. like. All right. these like yeah. little tricks, right? Because they are called, you know, a, you know, 100 tricks to get a girl in bed. And was it's like, ah, this seems so cheesy and kind of dirty. But like... Well, what's worse, it's, it's identity scarring. Yeah. It messed up my identity for a good while. Really? Oh, yeah. You got, you got to realize when you're a guy, you don't know anything about women and you're just like, here are the rules. You think this is like gospel. You mm-hmm. think this is just how it works, right? And then all of a sudden you take on the identity of a pickup artist. And now what does that entail? It means your worth, your whole identity is only worth of how many girls you can go up and, and bang. Mm. Right. That's right. it. So t- forget guys with like the, you know, the, the notch post or the bed post, uh, notches on the bed post. Yeah. Now it's really like... if. What was, how hot was the last girl? Not hot enough. You get, you're, you're, really? you're worthless. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how many girls you get with this month? Oh, that's it. Pfft. Rookie numbers. So you had to like constantly be doing what I call um, pure uh, pure validation, where it, when you're in that subculture, you're constantly trying to show off to your friend and prove to them like, no, I'm 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 cool too, and like right. I can, and it becomes this vicious cycle. Now it gets out of hand where guys are in these uh, private Facebook groups that I'm seeing where they're just like nonstop showing pictures of random girls that they're banging or, or videos of them naked, but they blur out the face and they're just, it just becomes this crazy. It's almost like prize hunting. I like definitely, like prize hunting. Yes. It, yeah. it, it definitely, I've not been, I, I have had friends for no reason just send me a picture of a girl that they just banged. I'm yep. like, I don't, what? Like, it's almost like, please accept me and know that I have, I can get this. This yes, is, it, this it, is my value. That, and that's why they're doing it. They're not even doing it because of a connection with her. Right. Or well, for of course themselves. not. They're doing it for your validation. Right. For all their friends are like, look, look, I'm, I'm good, right? Look, look how cool I am. I got this girl. Oh my like, god. That's the only reason these guys are doing it at this point. It's not for their own selves. It's because they need validation from others. But, I mean, so we all do it. It's not like only men do that. I mean, yeah. girls show pictures of the guys that they're dating before they meet them to be like, isn't he cute? Things yes. like that. Oh, there yeah. is that validation. It doesn't have to be like, game hunting in a sense why not just wait until your friend meets this guy because you right. want to show like look at this cute guy that i got right right and we all do that to a, like when i was when i was dating 
all of the weird things of like, okay, if I wait longer, will he be more interested? You know, I mm -hmm. think that there is no set formula for that. And we've all had instances where like we have waited longer and they're still not interested in us or that you call you like, like someone so much that the next day you're like, I really like you. And they really like them too. Yep. And then you could be married mm -hmm. to them. So I think yeah. it could be different. Okay. What about, and mm. be honest here, so. something that like a time or a client <laughs> or something that didn't work and it like a, oh, yeah. a shit showy type thing. Uh, one guy was so bad that I would try to make him approach and he's a rich, um, he was a millionaire dude. He was, um, tall, taller than me, uh, decent looking, like there's nothing like that things women, him. women would yeah. list. Yeah. Like. like he was, he was fine, you know, but he was so scared. Like I, I kept trying to push him and try to do it with him and find like, all right, you have to go talk to this girl. And he's like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, all right, but then I'm going to find you 200 bucks or, okay, it's going to keep amping up if you don't go do it. I'm trying to find any way I can <laughs> yeah. to convince this guy to do it, right? I'm like, I'm not even going to keep it. I'll give it to like a bum or something. I just want him to feel like I got to yeah. do this. Now, was it a particular girl that he was yeah. going after no, or no, no, like no. just any women? That's a, so the whole thing, guy, people say like, uh, oh, you're like Hitch. And I'm like, yeah, but way less creepy. Yeah. They didn't, might not get at first because Hitch is like, we're going to stalk this girl. Right. And we're going to find out everything about her. Eva Mendes or whatever. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're going we're gonna to get this particular girl. And, and, and yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, for a first date, I'm going to send a scuba suit to her work. And just, <laughs> like, it's so creepy. But because it's Will Smith, it's okay. So, I mean, this is not a particular girl. We're just out in a, at excess in Vegas. But I'm pointing to one girl out there. We see, I'm like, go approach her. And he runs away. Like sprints out of the club. <laughs> so I'm have to chase this guy what? down. Yeah, I'm chasing after a client <laughs> because he's so scared to do the approach. And like, so guys like that, sometimes it just, it, it doesn't work. Well, let me ask you, uh, actually, I kind of want to do a bug bite. Yeah, let's so, do a so, bug bite. Yuck. Is there something that you fucking hate about this dating, this pickup, this whatever? world is there something that you're really like oh my god mm. like what really irritates you <laughs> i mean a classic one is not too weird but like ghosting is always I oh mean, yes i feel like like at the very least because you can't get feedback that way so it's just say you you're not interested you met someone or say, else you, yeah. yeah do you tend that do you tend to find that like the number one reason men ghost is they have met someone else or they just like don't have the balls to kind of like get that that anger really it, yeah. it's, it's just it's just avoidance of awkwardness yeah. yeah, that's the key reason why people go. They're just like, I don't know what I want, or I do know what I want. It's not this, so let me go. It's because if there's nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So oh I'm my gosh! Get, you know, as it's we talked about the spider web thing before too, that is such a like that kind of person like sucks to me because then it's a person that can't handle themselves probably mm -hmm. at work or weird rejection. And I just like, I don't know that kind of like, Oh, I just hate that because then that's, you know, that's spilling over into like them not handling the rest some, of their life. Some good advice that you would give somebody on what to say instead of ghosting them. Mm. I would say the real reason. I mean, it's different to ghost when you've already made your intention clear. Like, look, I'm not interested. And the guy keeps hitting you up and then you ghost him. Yeah. That's different, that's different. than, yeah, you're really fun. We hang out sometimes. Like, yeah, cool. Hey, so I'm thinking this week. Not, you don't write back. Hey, uh, you know, uh, this event's coming to town. Hey, what are you up to? You're just like not responding. Right. Like, so the guy, you're think he's thinking like, okay, well, there's still, we left on good terms. What happened since then? Right. Or vice versa. The girl messaged a guy and she goes, yeah, I'm looking forward to this date. And the guy's like, yeah, no, it'd be cool. And then he just doesn't respond back. Right. Yeah. And you're like, I thought we had a date. Uh, yeah. Is everything cool? It's shitty to do to someone. <laughs> it it really does create this whole other insecurity that doesn't need to be created. Right. 
It's a bummer. It's like, just and, and handle you're, it. You're letting just... them still feel hope, too. So now they're yeah. going to keep trying and investing. It's yeah. like, why? You know? I know. I feel like a lot of when I was on the dating apps, I would like co-ghost someone at the same time. It was like yeah. perfect where we both actually knew like right at the last <laughs> sentence. It was like, I like the color purple, too. And then we both knew that, that was going to be like the last sentence. <laughs> <So> then, <laughs> We're done. Yeah. So I don't mind that. But when <laughs> you're getting ghosted. What about hard. you, Meryl? What okay, do you hate? Mine is uh, for sure. And it still happens like weirdly all the time is that getting direct messages from guys like when you don't ask for it and they start right off the bat with something like either sexual or something really? so case in point yeah the other thing too which i don't understand is because like i'm not kind of a insta thought like i feel like i don't post a lot of my body parts on instagram i'm clearly right. in a relationship like mm-hmm. and so uh some guy just like randomly commented the other day about like how my shirt was see-through and he could see my leopard bra and all that kind of stuff and it just went from like zero to a hundred where normally wow. you would think oh that shirt looks pretty on you or like something kind of friendly yeah. but instead it's like you start uh, like a man just starts off creepy like right then and there and it's also like i don't i feel like my profile doesn't really like ask for that yeah what about you Bo? that's a good question because i i my first thought was like i've had a couple times where i showed up to the date from an app or something like that and they were completely different oh yeah and and that like really irritates me because you're i really don't understand why someone would be like yeah i'd like to start this relationship or whatever this is right completely on deception Does, does different always mean they're way heavier no, no. Sometimes I've gone and it's just like, you're just different. Like really? a lot of times it means they're heavier. Nobody, yeah. I think in the history of history, nobody's posted f- pictures and then you show up <laughs> and they're 20 pounds lighter. I've had one where she wasn't heavier, but she was hairier. Wow. Hairier? Oh. Yeah. So I was like, that's not, she's like, you're just hairier. The arms. Oh, and the, the girl was yeah. hairier? Yeah. <laughs> She's like a big hey, foot. Nice to meet you. I'm like, I didn't sign up for like what if you shave for all the pictures, but then now you're oh like Oh my gosh. She like filtered it like the yeah. something. I was just like, that's not I just think deception is my biggest pet peeve in that way. You yeah. Know? Just sell you know. Oh, I got a weird bug bite. Yeah. So I mean You're like he he pulls up his shirt, he's like, What are you guys saying? <laughs> I got I got a like a Seinfeld esque. Okay. Right, but when, okay. When, a, when a girl doesn't laugh, she goes, that's funny. Oh. I, say, I might say this. <laughs> I don't. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. That's, that's, I was going to say, that's, that's funny. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I do that to my boyfriend. I'll say, uh, that's hilarious. And he's like, you you are a psycho. You're yeah, really like a serial killer. If that's funny, just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll say, ha ha. That oh, is that's a good one. That's a good, that's, that almost like sparked something in me. I'm like, oh yeah, I hate really? that too. Really? Oh no. Oh, yeah. I'm guilty of that. I hate that. Uh, like a lot of times I'll say, that's hilarious, but that's my brain processing. Like I do think that's funny, but I just can't have like a visceral response to I it. remember <laughs> when LOL st- first started kind of happening like really mm. in the, the in culture like I think it was around the iPhone time I mean it was in instant messenger and things like that sure. but like people were re- like your mom was using LOL yeah. on the phone right and I heard someone say in public like no. LOL and I was like <laughs> I just hate that kind of like like it you don't need to use it in the here. You know, you don't need to use it in right. that way. Yeah. It's yeah. LMFAO. Yeah. R-O-F-L. Okay, Jared, tell us about... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the queen of Segway. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so where could people buy your book and find you and just oh, yeah. come take some of your classes and all that fucking good stuff? Absolutely. So my book is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's titled The Psychology of Modern Flirting. So you can get it right now. Uh, to find me, very easy. They can go to modernflirting.com. That's my my website. The real easiest way, though, that I talk to everybody is Facebook. Yeah. Honestly, they can just add. You can just add me on Facebook, uh, Jared Psych Lawrence, and people will direct message me. I get back to everybody. Um, might not be right away, so 
have patience because you're busy because yeah, you're like, abundant and you may even get them bottle service at a club which potential. is not a trick it's real <laughs> it's real that's a real thing <laughs> um but yeah no, i mean a lot of guys just message me and i help try to help every single person i had a guy today uh just send me uh, a message saying hey can we do a free consultation just so could i, I was do and by the way anybody listening to this uh what the show is campfire shit show if you just message me campfire shit show i will give you a free consultation oh my shut, gosh, up. Thank you. shut up shut up thank you so much of course all you have to do is message mess, mess, uh mention campfire shit show and yeah i'll give a free consultation they can talk to me and uh i can give them up with a game plan for them Please know we have the best listeners in the entire world. Oh, I love them. Um, and then wait, I was going to ask one more question about that. Oh, yeah. Do you also work with women? I do. So I've worked with them in the past. Um, my So I have a mentor, mm-hmm. uh, a business you know, business mentor. And he said it's, you know, at first, my, so if you go to my is website. Is Steven? Is Steven? Steven yeah. Oh, I love Steven. Yeah, yeah we know him. We know him so together. I have, um, if you look at my website, it goes four men or four women. There's two different uh, sections of it. So I definitely do uh, help women. But he told me, look, just laser focus on one. And then when you got that going, yeah. then laser focus on the second one. So I'm just like, well, I'm a guy. I've helped guys majority. Sure. So let me just do what I know best with focus on that. But um, if any woman does want help, I've come up with systems for women as well. And I want to write another book, The Psychology of Modern Flirting for Women. That's so cool. That's yeah. one of the reasons I love, you know, uh, like Matthew Hussey is one of those mm-hmm. those guys. And I think why he does so well is because he translates man to woman. Yeah. Well, like he, you'll have series. Why used to work like, with him? You back, did? Yeah. Really? That is so cool. That's so that, When cool. I saw him go that niche, I was like, oh, because back then we uh, worked together on helping men. Really? And yeah. he was in London based. I was North America, but it was the same company. And now, then he went to go help women. I'm like, that's that's amazing. It's the same concepts, yes. you know. But um, he's he's you know he's gone far with it, and um, definitely love his stuff. I can only say positive things about him. But it, I'd be more like the North Americanish Matthew Hussey. That's so cool. Yeah. And awesome. he just finished dating a Fifth Harmony girl, so maybe you could mm-hmm. date someone too, Camila uh, we'll Cabello, <laughs> who's now dating Shawn Mendes. Oh my God, I'm so busy with this gossip, All you guys. Right. Okay, right. well, thank you so much for coming. You're on. You're awesome. Thanks for being here today. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Boom! And then we're done. Oh my god, thank you. That was so much fun. That was even more fun than I even like pictured. (laughs) Thank you. You know what that feeling is that I just had right there? That ah, do you understand? That's like uh, like the first time you've ever squirted oh i remember it yeah it I just, remember it well. just flicking your fingers off because you're covered oh, in the second goodness. grade was a good year oh it was oh i remember my uncle fondly <laughs> he fondled Fondling. me <laughs> <You remember laughs> oh my god i can't believe i just okay so anyway uh i just want to say i kind of went into this thing i think i told you like i'm not really sure not down with this idea of like the pickup artist but that's not really what he was 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 showcasing of course there's a part of it like here's some things you can do to be better but I could tell in his core he was coming from a place that was like, just be honest. Yes. But also being honest, you can get what you want. There is a way to go, you know, draw that line from A to B that doesn't have to be like creepy, creepy in the club. Yeah. And what I like, too, is that one of his core uh, messages is like helping people just overcome confidence issues and fear. Yeah. And it's crazy how like how these people that we would normally think like millionaires and hurt right. they're the most scared. Those little pussies. Those little pusses. So yeah, that was really fun. Thank you, Jared. And don't forget if you message him mm-hmm. and use tell him campfire shit show, he'll give you a free consultation. I like the idea of them just just 
contacting them and, go, and telling them just, just saying like show. campfire shout out yeah, and then expect yeah yeah oh we're kind of like a secret say door. something nice about us maybe and then like like talk about like what's your favorite quality about meryl mm. and then uh then say campfire shit talk show talk about abundance yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> the favorite quality is dilated pupils <laughs> oh my god okay has everything else been going okay i feel yeah. like we need to catch up i know we do do you want to go for thai food after this together thai? why thai uh, or anything like sushi. Anything. Yep, anything. All seems Asian. I'm open minded. You want to go for one more? Yeah. What? Korean food? Korean barbecue. <laughs> like everything is. All right, all right. Anyway, let's get out of here. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Campfire Shit Show. Bye. Oh, Aaron, you look so cute. <laughs> I fell off. That's scary. You're so stupid. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Meryl on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show. Good night, kids. Sleep tight.